Alright, alright, what's going on internet? It's your boy Freezy back at it again with another episode of Fresh Out the Bay, aka the Fobcast Podcast. And as usual, next to me I have my co-host Ari Promono, along with the return of one of our OG cast members, Tony Lee. Let's give him a round of applause. Woo! Is it working? Oh, there we go. <laughs> I'm finally, I'm yeah, I'm I'm finally getting like a soundboard on it so that I can like get real sound effects. Yeah. (laughs) Wait, are we live? Yes, we are. What what kind of question question is that? (laughs) (laughs) But but anyway, before we start the show though, um, we just wanted to say a quick happy Juneteenth to all of our Black uh friends and Americans and colleagues throughout these United States, as it deserves to be recognized as a national holiday. And if you don't know what Juneteenth is, it refers to June 19th, 1865, when slavery was finally abolished in America. Many people believe that Lincoln's, you know, Emancipation Proclamation of 63 is when slaves were freed. And technically, yes, but because back then, news traveled, like, very, very slowly, so not every state received the news immediately. So, June 19th, 1865, a.k.a. Juneteenth is when the last state of the Confederacy, which is Texas, finally received the news. And so... All enslaved people of that time were freed. And now that you have a brief idea of what Juneteenth is, please don't forget to support your local black businesses if you haven't already. Um, I lost my track. Oh, even if you didn't get to uh, do so today, because I know it's like really late night on the East Coast, um, do it tomorrow or the next day or the next day or forever. And <laughs> if you don't know any black businesses around your area, honestly, just do a quick Google search. It's really not that hard. There's many resources out there to point you in the right direction. So go for it now. With all that being said, um, today we wanted to do a follow-up of our very first episode of this show where we talked about coronavirus and how it's affecting our daily lives. Um, seeing as to how major cities around the U.S. are uh, slowly starting to reopen back up, we kind of wanted to use this time to reflect on how quarantine has treated us and how the world has just changed in general. So with that being said, how are you guys doing? <laughs> Obviously, I've seen Ari almost like every week or so, but Tony, how's the past few months been for you, man? It's been fine. I think that's like <laughs> the most. I think that's the most I can really say about it. Um, cabin fever is just getting worse. Uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm naturally an extrovert, so uh, mm. I know I can go outside. It's uh, but you know I'm I'm not exactly motivated to go outside if I don't mm. have a setting or people to see. Yeah, that's one thing that I've been kind of struggling with recently. So, yeah, so are you like yeah. still like just kind of like have you just been sheltering at home this entire time or like how's that been going? Yeah, just uh, staying with my parents uh, up mm. in Washington. So, oh, uh, in Washington, I'll be back in uh, a week. Hey. Or actually, no, two weeks. Two weeks. So, yeah, I'll be returning soon. It'll be what, good. What's the situation like over in Seattle? I'm well, assuming that's where you're staying, right? Or yeah, I actually did a little bit of litmus test. I visited kind of like not Seattle today, just because Juneteenth protest, potential mm. protest with my parents, but like. Um, I went to a smaller place called Kirkland. Um, it's oh. actually where Costco was made. Uh, Kirkland Signature <laughs> is what you see uh, on all the Costco brands. So went there, cute little town. Uh-huh. Um, a lot of shops are actually opening up. Uh, we see a lot of outdoor really? seating at bars, people gathering. Mm. Um, I actually went into a stationary shop uh, and then the owner wasn't wearing a mask. I was like, oh no, if she sees me oh. with a mask, well, she think I'm sick or something. That's always like something that's kind of subconscious going on yeah i was asking her hey how's the how's the reopening of seattle going and she's like oh i, I think we're on phase two or something like that and uh-huh. um she recently just went to sacramento and saw some people like that that stuff is steadily opening up and uh she hopes that things 
are going to return back to normalcy. Um, yeah, a same. Bit. Um, and, I was, and the question I had for her was, and I wasn't trying to instigate anything, but I was like, do you think, do you think we're ready to go back? And mm. she said, she just said resignedly, like, I hope the public health officials know what they're doing. <laughs> yeah honestly i do too i feel like um when it comes to like the public perception of how the government is handling this it's kind of like you have very extremes on both sides um you have people that are like uh you have you have like um organizations like the who that's kind of like flip-flopping on like certain on like certain decisions you have people that are like don't see the benefit of wearing masks and then you have people you have like store owners that are like you can't come in without a mask. But then you also have other store owners that are like, well, you can't come in if you have a mask on because it's my right as an American to wear whatever I want. Oh, Ari, okay. I caught that eye roll. Jesus Christ, bro. We're fucked. <laughs> we're all fucked. Well, that, that's a thing, though. Um, yeah, you know, it is. Uh, coronavirus and the public health should not be a political issue. Right. A public health should be public health issue and everyone is turning it into a political issue mm -hmm. and that's why things are getting out of control because the u.s we're not unified we're not united in any regard right. so we have people on different ends of the spectrum arguing for their own cases and in the end like nothing is going to get done because we're not acting as one that's the purpose of public health everyone mm -hmm. needs to comply to these certain set of regulations so the health of our country of our population can get back to normal yeah no but I, that's I totally just not agree. gonna get done I, yeah i totally agree because like i feel like people can't come to a consensus on one or the other and i just don't understand why because i've been having debates about it like well forever but especially today i wasn't too about the importance of just wearing a mask it's not just about like yourself or your health if you feel fine that's great i'm glad you're not sick but you don't but like you don't know if you just happen to have like the, the virus but you don't you're not exhibiting the symptoms yet or at all and then you go in public without a mask and like let's say you happen to sneeze or you cough or something you don't really know because like even like the safe ways around here are like very tight like sort of spaces so you're bound to like be like in contact with somebody if you're out and out and about so even if you're fine even if you you know don't contract the virus or you know let alone you know pass away i hope not you might accidentally give that to somebody else and that's why you wear a mask it's not just about your safety it's like about like other people around you that are the, the people by. who are complaining that this is fascism man can you imagine if oh they actually God. went through real fascism that's uh, yeah i know uh. <laughs> it's uh, but where, where where are they getting that from like we're all they're just asking you to wear a mask just in case like someone else might get it even if you don't like the, how no, is that dude, a sense of oppression i don't want to breathe my own co2 for eight hours straight that's oppressive <laughs> Like, I, I don't have a response. <laughs> I feel, I don't know. I, I just don't understand. Like, is that really the extent of like the oppression that you've ever felt in this country? Because holy shit, dude. <laughs> That's dude, it. Haven't like, you ever been to a place and they told you you can't stack two coupons on top of each other? That's <laughs> Are you kidding me? That's like, if people think that's oppression and now they got to get told they got to wear mandatory masks. Can you imagine? <laughs> what's what's next they're gonna start taking away our freedom of speech yeah i don't know i haven't caught up with karen for a while so <laughs> i don't know wow wow these feel like very personal attacks do you guys want to vent about something <laughs> holy shit <laughs> no, i don't i don't i don't fuck with that 
Don't fuck with what? Karen's? <laughs> I just don't fuck with Karen's. Well, I actually, I, I've actually never... Listen, I work in retail, and I haven't uh, even met a Karen yet, which I'm surprised. Really? Yeah. I'm very surprised. You know, actually, this is very like off-topic, but I don't give a fuck. The, I think my biggest... I guess a like, quote unquote Karen moment in retail was when I was working at Disney World in Orlando. Um, I worked at um, what's it called Big Top Circus, which if you don't know, it's kind of like the Dumbo part of the park. Dumbo, not dumb, but like with the elephant. Anyway, so I was literally at Circus Con. It was it was fucking great. But I worked at the gift shop, and then like there was like this lady that was like asking for I don't know I don't know if it was like a shirt or a hat to like one of my coworkers, and. She's like, oh, it has to be here. It says like, it says so on the app. It's right here. But like, if you've ever worked in retail where it utilizes an app, you would know that even if it lists it as available on the app, that doesn't guarantee it's on there. So we tried looking everywhere in the stock room and it wasn't there. And then um, we had to like, she had to give the bad news to like the mom. And she was like, you know what? You just ruined our entire vacation and just like walked away. I'm like, bruh. <laughs> And then like the like my coworker was such a sweetheart and she like started crying. I was like, oh my god, like <laughs> What's wrong with you, Freezy? You ruined someone's vacation. Well that wasn't me. <laughs> I just saw it happen. I don't know, man. I just don't understand like how you could be you in were the happiest place on earth. Not doing it. You were a bystander, you're complicit in her sadness. Are you <laughs> <laughs> You are not putting this on me right now? <laughs> Yeah, let's was, go rattling off some SJW shit right now. Let's right, do, it, do it. Go on, go right. off, Tony. Go off, go off. All right. All right. Well, I don't know. Um, you know, there's a lot of upheaval in today's political landscape, and I'm not trying to say anything that's going to get me fired. But how about you tell me what you want to say, and I'll say it on your back. <laughs> I mean, you, you want you want to be uh, Luther, the Obama's anger translator? Yes, exactly. Oh, the White type, House correspondence dinner. <laughs> type what you want to say, and I will say it for you. I'm not ready for a swarmer. <laughs> you can say I agree. Well, 13 and a half minutes in, and we're already like left field. <laughs> Read these terms and conditions and press I agree. I never read them anyway. So here we go. Uh, so SJWs uh, in general, I agree with a great deal of what they're saying, but uh, I can't really overlook the fact that they're coming from a place. Well, most of them are coming from a place of, well, not most of them. The worst of SJWs, because I'm not trying to write off the entire movement, I'm just trying to kind of go describe a little bit about what side of it kind of pisses me off. So mm-hmm. I agree a great deal of what they're saying, but I can't overlook the fact that they're coming from a place of self-righteousness and narcissism. So that's mm-hmm. my main complaint. Um, so when I meet an overly zealous SJW in real life, I like to steer into them in conversation. You know, uh, the chicken game when you're driving, you know, you have two cars coming at each other and the yeah. last person that you're off loses. Uh-huh. But then, you know, if they crash into each other, they both lose. Um, I usually try to crash into them. So um, I will talk about how men are naturally stronger than women or how men should make more money oh. than women because men are expected to pay for dates or basically any nonviolent red pill shit that I can say to get them worked up. So the thing is, I don't believe most of what I'm saying to them not the degree of which I'm arguing it, at least, but I'm a ball breaker by nature. So you're SJWs an instigator. Get so yeah. You're exactly. an internet troll, totally. So, you're so an internet what troll. What you're saying is that you you enjoy like just making like very controversial statements or comments for the sake of stirring the pot. Basically, so SJWs <laughs> get so mad so easily. They but they are so sanctimonious, such sanctimonious like little know-it-alls, and I just can't resist fucking with them in the end. So that that's one way to, you know, tackle the worst of it. Um, but in the end, I think 
we are two, we have, we are in a political landscape where we have two opposing sides mm -hmm. and neither is willing to really listen to each other. So one thing that I've really thought about is what happens when two different sides aren't willing to listen to each other or aren't willing to agree. It really, you know what can make them agree? It's really about empathy. Yeah. So Harvard's definition of empathy is just describing and demonstrating and understanding the needs, interests, and perspectives of your counterparts without necessarily agreeing. And it goes on to say, it's not about liking them or sympathy in any way. Mm. So one thing that I've thought about is, hey, what if we empathize with the other side? What if we say, hey, um, try to understand them and just repeat back to the way that you think you're understanding them yeah. in a way that they think they'll agree. And then in the end, that's how we can bring two sides more together because that's it's not necessarily going to create you know, unity in the end, because we, we all have different positions that we take in society, mm -hmm. but it's, it's one way in a correct direction. So, well, uh, empathy is hard. I'm... Empathy is hard, right? Like I think to give people the benefit of the doubt and see where they're truly coming from, why they think the things that they think it's exhausting. It's difficult. Mm -hmm. It's the, it's the higher, like, path that not many people take right and i think that it takes a very long time and it requires a collective effort because all it takes is one person to undermine what you're trying to do and you're back to square one right it's yeah. just so difficult and i feel, I feel like there's a way to kind of like rewrite yourself from that it's just very very difficult um i think t tony mentioned something or, or we were watching like this thing about um Chris Voss, the whole uh, negotiator thing. And I learned from like his uh, presentation that like, you know, if you're if you're in that kind of position, like it, it's hard to like, br like bring empathy back when you're talking with someone that's seems like they're not willing to empathize. But I think the, the best thing to do is kind of like keep calm, even as they're kind of like going haywire, which is something that I honestly struggle at doing very often <laughs> um i i feel like i'm usually the one that kind of like pops off super quick but i've been trying to like actively practice how to de-escalate these situations by just sounding more calmer and then if they're sounding upset then just asking something like okay so what do you think i should do or like where do you think what like what do you like what would you do or something about like just get getting them kind of like on our like get, get getting them to go on our kind of perspective to see if they're able to yes yeah, so if they'll if they'll be able to understand because it's one thing to try and criticize somebody else from your perspective but then when some when you ask someone to like ask like hey like what would you do or like how how should i approach that then they're forced to come into your perspective and that's where empathy can be bridged that's a so, really great tactic, Crazy. And that's, you know, you have two people of opposite positions, uh, perhaps like uh, liberals and conservatives, for example. And then you really, and then you ask, hey, like what, you, you try to bring in the empathy or you, you try to listen to them. And you know what, when, when you do that, that's definitely not something that they expect, especially mm -hmm. if someone of the opposite side. So when that happens, you, you usually catch them off guard and you're like, oh, well, I didn't expect to actually have a conversation with you but in the end that's maybe one way that you can actually perhaps try to change your views 
or bring awareness about a certain issue that you have that may, they may not be aware. And then in the end, you may be able to learn from them as well. Hey, why do you think the way that you do? Was it your upbringing, your, uh, the people around you or what you were taught? So, yeah. but that's a really difficult conversation to have. And um, if you are so ingrained in your own positions, your own perspectives, that is something that you are not going to be capable of doing. Yeah, and I feel like there's, you know, I'm not saying that there's a, like everyone's like that in the world, but there are many people like that in the world that are very much like, because especially like in America, right? Everyone says, you know, we're entitled to our own opinions and whatnot. So being entitled to your own opinions usually means I think I'm right and therefore I am right, which I don't blame people for thinking that way. But I feel like if, at least from us and whoever's listening, like if we are like, if we could be the people that kind of like, I don't know, it takes the higher road than that. Like knowing that that's how most people think, like we have to kind of, you know, be the bigger person and be like, okay, so how do we get this person to understand? Because the thing about empathy is that you don't always have to agree, right? We all have different values from like, you know, varying degrees and stuff. So I don't like for every argument or debate that I'm in, I don't expect people to completely agree with me afterwards, even if I still think I'm right. Like sometimes it's just a matter of like seeing eye to eye and seeing like, okay, I understand where you're coming from. I hope that you understand where I'm coming from. Just know that we might not agree here just because we have different values or we have different opportunities. Like they're, they're, we don't have to be one and the same. There's a reason why there's like, di- like, you know, different countries, with different ideologies, different, you know, fucking political parties or whatever. Like it's, although as divisive as it seems, we do need different types of people and different perspectives in order to, like make the world go round kind of thing. But the thing about empathy is that you don't have to be one and the same person. You just have to be able to understand one another. And I feel like that's like the hardest part in like having conversations such as these. <laughs> yeah, I I want to I want to address a comment in the chat. So, yeah. and Tony, this is this is uh from Kevin Tang to you. Okay. So he says uh earlier to your comment uh, derailing like that will not make people empathize, nor does it help people empathize. And then he continues, when I was talking to people about how they, how what they were doing were, was literally triggering panic attacks in people and trying to get them to empathize, playing devil's advocate does not help. And I can see where Kevin's coming from. You know, mm. I definitely think that any time that we become exhausted or fatigued and we want to, I guess in a way, play dirty or maybe maybe that's a bad metaphor to use but in a way where we kind of stop being empathetic and we want to be uh, antagonistic or malicious Mm, or just have any intention that isn't productive or uh anything of the sorts Mm -hmm. i understand you know we get tired we make mistakes we trip up but i definitely think that the slightest trip up and the slightest mistakes that we make roll back so much progress and roll back uh so much work that we do and it's really unfair right like you make one mistake and you know all the things that you've accomplished or all the things you've been working to get uh get rolled back um so i I agree with you yeah yeah yeah. so i I actually have a more personal story uh not not super personal but um there's this restaurant manager that i know and um his daughter works for him or used to. I say used to is because he recently fired his own daughter. And the reason was perhaps five years ago, um, his daughter posted like a racist post on uh, Mm. Facebook and perhaps that never got deleted. 
and people were bringing it up. And in the end, it was creating bad PR for that, that restaurant owner because his daughter posted something racist or was uh, perceived as racist five years back. Now, I think that kind of goes along with Ari because you know one mistake can roll back so much. And that's also something that perhaps SJWs also tend to do. Um, they, I'm not, I'm not trying to be racist here, but like they paint someone black, you know, some Rolling Stones painted black, but they, they paint someone bad oh. um, based on one little drop of paint. Um, oh, that was a long time ago. I and they, they, they take that and they paint that whole person bad. Yeah. And that's just really not how things work. That's not how people work. That's not how mm. people are. And you're really just selecting things to define these people as. Yeah. And that's something that I find to be really unfair. And it's, it's also something that can limit, you know, what people, you know, people are scared of saying the wrong thing. And that also undermines productive conversations as well. Yeah, I feel like uh, this is a very this is basically a cancer culture conversation. I'm assuming. <laughs> I sure. I totally agree. Like especially like when I'm on a platform like this, even as like bigger like bigger small as like this might seem, I'm definitely like afraid of like saying the wrong things. I have like a, like a very don't give a fuck attitude whenever I'm on this show or whenever I'm doing my vlogs. Usually, I mean, I still try to be careful, but there's definitely like been times like. Or, or like other projects that I want to work on that can be seen in, in comedy that can be seen as a little bit more like on the offensive side or just like pushing the fence kind of thing. There's a whole series that I wrote actually um, that I wanted to start that was like kind of in the realm of um, Patriot Act and Last Week Tonight with John Oliver. That's like you know talk like giving commentary on current events but making light of it with certain jokes. But some of the jokes that I want to make are a little bit dark. But I'm like a little bit afraid. Say one. <laughs> What's a joke? Give us a joke. No, not right now. Because I'm <laughs> no, because Tony knows I'm I'm not I am not doing this joke on this show and not tonight because I'm still trying to gauge my audience because I know that some of them won't take it very well. That's why I have to, I put a disclaimer in the beginning of the of of the the the, the, the series that I want to put like, yo, if you're if you're like easily offended, you're not gonna like this series. But like, I'm still oh. scared to put it out because like it's just. I'm afraid of how people are going to misconstrue it. You know what I mean? People try to like, cancel Dave Chappelle. And, like, I understand a lot of the stuff that he said was, like, whoa. And even and even I was, like, didn't really agree with everything that he said. But I know he's a comedian. And, like, the thing about what people don't know about, like, you know, people who work, like, in those, what's it called? Uh, or in that field, rather, is that they should be able to, like, say the things they need to say and make light of any situation any way without fear of being canceled because that's kind of like the last sort of stage of what's it called not stage but last place not oh god i don't know what the right word is <laughs> it's like the last straw before yeah like, if you it, say something offensive it's like a last yeah. straw for a lot of people and it causes them to take such a huge shift of what they think of you that they mm. go on to cancel you yeah it's and it's hard like how do you find that middle ground right like how how do i know like what's entertaining and what's not and i know that it depends on the audience but the thing about the audience is that you don't know who's going to be in the audience so and same and same thing when like whenever people like bring back up like old shit like when they were trying to cancel like joji for being uh filthy frank it's like dude you you can't judge someone's moral compass or or whatever like or no not moral compass you can't judge someone's like characteristics based on today's moral compass 
by comparing it like from like years past if that makes sense things that you said in 2012 is like Mm -hmm. not okay in 2020 and i'm sure there's certain Mm -hmm. things in 2020 that you can say that won't be okay in like five years from now so it's it's like hard to like find that middle ground and it's not fair for you to just kind of like nitpick like like someone's flaws just for the sake of like exposing them for whatever now i'm not saying that cancel culture is like always a bad thing because there are like you know several instances where it should be brought to light but like when you try to bring up things like oh they said this 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 like eight years ago it's like it's about cherry picking that's what it is yeah it kind of sounds it can you know sounds like cherry picking or if you try to watch one of my videos and you accidentally misconstrue a thing that i said and then suddenly paint me as someone who's performative not gonna say your name but holy shit dude <laughs> oh man he he's he uh he's got some yeah like like I, uh, like I, I know empathy goes both ways, and maybe like maybe that's my turn to be empathetic, like you know, and understanding like why he no, no it's not even he, <laughs> why they this is freezy freezy just post your PayPal, post your bank documents, <laughs> and just show your donations. That's it. If you wanna. <laughs> If you want to dismiss the idea that you're doing performative, dude, just be like, listen, I, I'm I definitely need like, I mean, but I don't, I don't need to have to say that. I don't need to have to screenshot every donation that I've made to show that I'm not performative. I need, I don't need to like post all my stories, every single protest that I've been. Cause like for one of them, I didn't even post anything at all. Like I don't have to do all these things. Like that's why like, I'm starting to like, um, what's it called? Diversify my content on like Facebook and Instagram a little bit more. Like, cause for like five straight posts, I was just like all BLM stuff. And I'm not going to stop posting about that thing. Cause like, it's like a lifelong thing that you should like keep advocating for. Right. But that shouldn't like, but if I post something about my road trip that I took <laughs> like this past week, or if I just post something about soccer, that shouldn't like, paint me as any less of a believer in this movement or if anything or on anything else uh, i'm great like fuck i'm so fuck you, tired crazy. you're a liar um, you're performing you, yeah you're, I, a, cl- you're a clown a you're, a circus, clown. you're a circus clown Look, I, 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 like, i'm gonna say this and say this like over and over again you don't you don't see me like calling other people out like oh well, i didn't see you make a podcast to talk about this shit about asian americans like and like this some people are calling me out like oh well you haven't been like so outspoken about like black house matter before like why are you doing it now like just because it wasn't actively on my timeline doesn't mean that I didn't support it back in like 2013, 2014 when it ha- like happened in Ferguson. Like, dude, look, I've yeah. been here, but like, I just, dude, like 2013, I'm sure you were racist as shit, right? <laughs> like, 2015, totally. Freeze is like, yeah, you know, totally. I just, <laughs> I just don't get along with certain groups of people, you know. It's yeah, like, I'm, so- like, I'm sorry that I'm just now building like a big enough platform where I can, I feel like I'm able to like share what I'm learning. And truth be told, back then I definitely wasn't as aware as I am today, you know, and I'll admit that is that like a fault of mine? Sure. Call it a fucking virtue. I don't care. But crazy, like, crazy. I, I think sorry, I'm mad. it's, it's fine. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, we're definitely like going into the emotions, you know, letting it all out. But um, what's going on right now on most of social media, um, you know, when did people talk about this before these recent things happened? When did we preach equality? When did we preach anti racism before this all happened. We're doing it, uh, there's this term called performative activism, which I've seen pop up in different articles. And I feel like that has become sort of a, sort of an illness with a lot of how social media works right now. Yeah. Um, people post because uh, it makes them feel better, helps them reconcile with their own views about everything that's going on here. It makes them feel like they're doing the right thing yeah um 
I'm not saying that only SJWs do this. I, I'm just saying that this is generally what some people do. Yeah. And one thing that came out of that, what I noticed was some people say, hey, if you are not speaking up for on, on the side of the oppressed, then you are the oppressor. Mm. And okay. I, I've seen that uh, like many times. I've seen many people say this and I've thought about it a little bit. And I'm just thinking, when was it my obligation to speak out about any of this in general. <laughs> Damn, you're yeah. actually gonna get, you're gonna get roasted. That's, that's, I will. This I, is I'm, this is a. Woo, this is I guess to, to answer that question, I think um, I think we weren't aware of. There's a human obligation. There's an obligation to humanity, right? Yeah. Everyone has a right to live a secure, comfortable life. Um, at least that's what I believe. Yeah. And I think that. If you or yourself are living uh, a good life and you see that your neighbor or someone else has rights that are being infringed upon or a life that is being threatened, I think there is a human obligation to step up and talk mm -hmm. about it. The thing is, I think a lot of us grow up in very privileged places where we don't realize that we're part of a fight. We're part of a bigger world. Um, and I guess the metaphor I'd use is we kind of navigate through life not knowing about that we're living in our little bubble a matrix simulation mm -hmm. but then we wake up we wake up and we realize like my god there's so much more to life than just mine or just like yeah the things yeah. that are going around me right. and that's when the obligation kicks in and whether or not someone tells you it's your job it's your obligation i think it's something that you slowly come to terms with yourself that's a part of growth. You know, not everyone is going to mature at the same time. Not everyone's going to uh, wake up and join the fight at the same time. And I think, you know, that's something that we kind of have to realize. Not everyone is ready to fight because they're still breaking free from yeah. the chains of privilege. They're still trying to break mm. free from their bubble, their simulation. And we should be happy at the very least that they're joining our ranks. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And if any, if anyone like, and oh, before I get to that point, um, yeah, I also like didn't really realize that like, you know, staying silent is you technically taking this out of the, oh, well, not technically, sorry, let me take that back. I, I didn't realize that like staying neutral and staying silent is also taking this out of the oppressor until recently. So I'll be the first to admit that, yeah, kind of fucked up there. Maybe I should have like spoken up sooner, but like it's, but it's okay that we like didn't speak up sooner. Cause like, as long as we know that now and we're learning and we're kind of like, you know, making the motions of like educating ourselves to be more outspoken about it. then that's really all that matters. It doesn't matter like what you thought before or what you didn't realize before, but as long as you realize it now and you're doing something about it is like really the only thing that you can do. Right. Um, I had another point to add to that but i can't remember for the fuck of me god damn it man <laughs> okay maybe we can maybe <laughs> pull it uh, back we to can the read some of these original... let's, let's 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 read some of these comments yeah yeah <laughs> all right v and i oop okay kevin i would also say that this movement is when it is being argued to become your obligation i would wait i would uh, also what? i would also say that this movement is when it is being argued to become your I don't understand what that means. Basically, with this <laughs> whole with the advent of Black Black Lives Matter, you gotta mm. wake up, you gotta step up, put uh, your helmet on, yeah. walk outside, do your thing, you know. Yeah. Also, if but, there's any like uh, Asian immigrants or not even Asian, like if you're an immigrant in general, um, if you didn't know, 
the Immigration Act of 1965 was essentially like the piece of legislation that like removed the barrier of empty uh, of empty. Oh my god, <laughs> removed the barrier of entry for literally any immigrant that's in this country today. So if you are an immigrant and you're not sure why you should care about uh, Black Lives, this is literally the reason why. Because Martin Luther King was the person that stood right next to Lyndon B. Johnson in 1965 to get that piece of legislation signed. So he literally co-signed our entry into this country all the way back in 65 yeah so literally if it wasn't for martin luther king jr if it wasn't for like arguably like the civil rights leader especially for black americans like co-signing that for us to come in we wouldn't be here yeah so if you have like any doubt as to why like oh well what about us like we were pressed to internment camps and da 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 and coronavirus like yes it's bad too but you got to realize that yo they helped us and they actually carried the burden for us way longer than we did so it's kind of our turn to help them anyway that yeah. was a part of the oh jesus that was a part <laughs> none of this was part of the agenda i apologize for that before <laughs> Freeform jazz. Freeform free, free form improv. Jazz. Improv, yeah. improv. <laughs> yeah. But um, do we want to uh, like uh, kind of move forward towards the agenda? Our personal or lives. Guys... Yeah. All right. Fuck it. Let's move forward. <laughs> All right. All right. So back to freezing? the original agenda. Uh, we're gonna talk right. about COVID nineteen and kind of like how it's been affecting us. So if you're just now tuning in, um, welcome, welcome. So basically, this uh, what's it called? This episode is basically like a follow-up of our original pilot episode where we talked about just the effects of coronavirus in general, mainly on our mental health. Um, but now, we, since, you know, a bunch of places are reopening back up, you know, a bunch of major cities and states are slightly, not slightly, but like they're going to phase two and three, which if you guys didn't know, um, most cities have been in like the early part of phase two, which is basically like, you know, retail is open, but only for curbside pickup. Restaurants are open, but only for, like, takeout and uh, delivery. And um, if you're, like, in a manufacturing company or if you're construction, then you're working. But now where we're going to is, like, phase 2B, which is kind of, like, uh, retail is actually opening back up, but, like, only, like, you know, a certain amount of people and, like, a few hey, I got to stop you right there. What's up? I, I went to Burlingame yesterday. Okay. Uh, like downtown Burlingame, Broadway. It was like 90 degrees outside, right? Yikes. But yesterday, you know, people were sitting outside eating at restaurants, right? Because you can yeah. do that now. Yeah. My God. Like, we're all fucked. <laughs> we're all fu- Like, I'm, I'm watching people, like tables of two and four and six eating, right? In close proximity. And not even six feet behind them is another table. And it's just like table, 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 table. And all these people are outside to eat. I just, I just don't see the appeal. Like, and you know, the thing is you can't wear your mask when you're eating. Right. So a lot of these people just have their mask off while they're chewing their food. Right. Right. It is, it's nuts, (laughs) you know? And I, and I see this and I just wonder like, are people giving up or are, are people Feel like they don't give a fuck anymore yeah i feel like most people just don't give a shit i will sh- i'll share my story because i actually took a uh, a road trip down pacific coast highway which is basically like the highway that goes down the west coast from sf all the way down to santa monica which is la essentially and <laughs> socal people don't get mad at me but um when we were down in la we had all you can eat sushi at uh what's it called in koreatown 
And much to my surprise, they're basically already in phase three, which is like movie theaters are slowly starting to open and stuff like that. So when you go to a restaurant, um, you can not only dine outside, but you can also dine inside, which I was like, oh, shit, this is kind of insane. But what was interesting is that when you walk inside, obviously you have to have a mask on like when you enter the store. But prior to going to get your table seated, you actually have to sign a liability waiver stating that you understand the dangers of coronavirus and that, like, by coming into this establishment, you could be putting yourself at risk. But at the same time, you know, they have taken every safety precaution possible to sanitize every surface. All the servers were not only wearing face masks, but they were also wearing face shields. Like the the like you see like surgeons sometimes wearing them, which is kind of cool. And then right after you sign the liability waiver, they have a thermometer gun to measure the the temperature of everyone that walks in. So I was like, okay. And then at this sushi place in general, there was only like four tables, and you could only have like like five or six people max, and they were like mad spread apart. So I don't I can't talk about like other establishments in other cities, but I did appreciate how that one in Koreatown was like taking it like extra extra far just to be safe. Now, am I saying that you should go out all the time? Probably not. But the reason why I was okay, already shaking his head. The reason why I, I found it to be like, at least be okay, is because I've been reading a lot, especially like before I even traveled. And the two biggest things that used to concern me back then was A, there was not enough testing. So there was no way for you to know if you, if you even had it, if you had no symptoms. And B, asymptomatic transmission was a thing. Asymptomatic transmission is basically when you carry the virus, but you're not exhibiting any symptoms like at all, but you still have the virus in you and you can accidentally give it to somebody else. But then the World Health Organization just released an article saying that asymptomatic transmission is actually very, very rare. It's possible, but it's very, very rare. So where I'm kind of standing at is you should still always wear your mask unless you're like drink, taking a sip of something or eating and always wash your hands and just keep a hand sanitizer handy. Like don't, you know, don't shake anyone's hands, like refrain from hugging if you can, like just take every safety precaution as you can. But like, you know, if you're not going to be outside or if you're not going to be inside all day, like I, I get it. Cabin fever is a thing. I get it. But like, I'm not going to recommend people to like, you know, go like go out to eat every day, like go with the, like, you know, a huge group of friends and go to crowded areas. Even with my group of travelers, like we like we went to like certain state parks and beaches where there wasn't a lot of people. And if there and if, if there was a crowd of people, we always stayed away from them. So mm-hmm. you can still be socially distant without being like at home all the time. So like I get it. And a lot of you guys like are very against masks. And honestly, guys, why? <laughs> it doesn't I mean, make crazy. sense. It's a it's a culture. It's a shift in the culture. We have we now have the death of free hugs and the birth <laughs> of outdoor picnics. The be- <laughs> that is yeah, what happens. It's a shift in culture. We have new habits. We are desanitizing our phones. Whenever we get home, we wash yeah. our hands. Hell yeah. We're washing Pickens. our hands. That's new. <laughs> <laughs> For some people it is. But seriously, like, yeah, you know. Yeah, I don't wash my hands after I use the bathroom. Well, now I do, but. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not, I'm not going to comment on that. <laughs> but no, but seriously, though, like, if you, if you guys still don't understand why, like, we need masks, if you're just new to, like, this episode and just, like, tuning in, it really isn't that hard to wear a mask, guys. Like, it really isn't. Like, stop, like, excuse my language, but stop being a fucking pussy. Honestly, <laughs> like, stop being a bitch. Like, is, like are you, like, is, do you really feel oppressed because you're wearing a fucking mask? Listen, man, it's making my face break out more okay wash your face what the fuck i do bitch i work in skincare what do you mean <laughs> wash my face i do it twice a day 
I mean, yeah, I used to work in skincare, but thank God we didn't. Why? I'm gonna take that back. (laughs) 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 No, but seriously though, like I, I get it. Like sometimes it can be hard to breathe. I get it. Literally, like I just went on a run today with my mask for like four miles. Wait, you went on a run? I'm impressed. With your mask, Honestly, I'm neither. impressed though. Like, yeah, with my mask on. But like, I thought but, we like, were supposed to go running together. You said we were gonna run together. You were at work. You were at work, motherfucker. <laughs> I'm saying out of this. Yesterday was my day off. Fuck you, Tony. Supposed to stick my side. Anyway, take your sibling rivalry somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but seriously though, like, I, I went on a run with my mask on, and yes, it did get like super steamy, and it was like really, really hard to breathe. But it's not that hard for you to just like you know when when you're like taking a break from jogging, you're just like you know doing like your little walk. Put your mask down for a little bit, catch your breath, you know, go walk around the block if you need to, but like put it back on afterwards. Or if you just happen to be walking by somebody, put it back on for a second. And as soon as they pass you, take it back off, like start, start breathing a little bit or catching your breath, put it back on, start running. It's not that hard. And healthcare professionals have been doing it like, it, like when they're at work all the time. So like, and they're humans too. Like are you like. They don't have a special power of like, <laughs> of like having to like being able to like breathe better in their mask. It's really and not that asking hard. Americans to do extra things for their for the sake of others. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yo, God, that's oh empathy, crazy concept. Oh, I can't. <laughs> you're you're asking empathy from the country that invades other countries for shit. Oh yeah, good luck. Yeah, we've come full circle, guys. Aren't you yeah. proud? On it. <laughs> but at least we're not great britain mm. we we are still horrible but at least we're not great britain you know wait what happened to great britain what happened to the world is because of great britain look at india and pakistan look at the united states look at literally any like um, we're not gonna go to this fucking subject do not do this stuff. i know what you're trying to do hey if, if we do, if we do if we do the colonialism imperialism episode i got Oh, we'll pop up. I got, I got books. We, we, got we books, don't need guests. So we don't need cast members. We can just be me and Ari, honestly, just popping off over and over again. I can't wait. All right, hold on. I want to ask, who's got tea? Anyone got tea? Who's, who's, who's been like keeping busy? Looking? What do you guys do to keep busy over the past few months? Oh, <laughs> Freezy, I know you just do this and you just like. I have a life. Hey, like Call of Duty Warzone. <laughs> what else? What do you? What, what do you do, Tony? Wow. Okay. Uh, binging, uh, being very productive in my own okay. life, such okay. as binging Netflix. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, nice. And what have you been? I, I don't really have any other examples of being productive. <laughs> you're, you're the oh, only... I've been reading more. Um, nice, reading nice. Book about okay. investing. Dope. And uh, listening to a lot more music than before. Um, one thing that I really missed about um, surprisingly, like one thing. No, sure. So one thing that I <laughs> one thing that I really missed about you know the going to work is kind of the commute because you know what I did on my commutes. I listened to podcasts. Now we come full circle. Now we go full but, circle. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like I, I listen to podcasts because c- driving is such a mindless thing to do. Right. Not when um, you're especially speeding. when your commute is as long as ninety minutes. Sometimes. Woo! Have you so, tried speeding and swerving through traffic? <laughs> yeah, it, I think that's it. Uh, it, it, uh, it it makes the commute much less boring. <laughs> Well, I mean, my, we're well, already my doing that. Is, my commute is walking to Bart, so that's not really like a. But I do, but I do agree though. Like I, I do still miss my commute a lot. Sometimes I actually just like walk around the, like my neighborhood just for the sake of like feeling like I live in a city again. To be honest, <laughs> because I miss it. Like because like you know having lived in like cities where you I don't have to like commute by train and stuff. I, I've never felt what it's like to be like in a major city. So I, that's why I love my commute because I'm like, yo, I'm like amongst all these people. I'm walking through blocks to the train station and taking it to like this place and I'm walking this way through downtown. And it makes me feel like I 
I'm being, I don't know, I'm, I'm, I'm in this city, you know what I mean? I've always dreamt of, like, living in a major city, especially in California all my life. And, like, being sheltered at home, I'm just like, damn, like, I really miss that. You need to that. move to New York. You want to be in a big city, move to New York. I Okay, so actually, um, when people ask me, like, where I want to live, I want to bounce back and forth from L.A. to New York. And, like, and, like I used to have, like, the biggest love-hate relationship with New York because I'm obsessed with city culture. And, okay. like, unarguably, like, New York City culture is, like, like leagues ahead of like anything else in the world in my opinion in my in my opinion there's so many different boroughs so many different neighborhoods so many different like cults like hip-hop was one out of new york so but the thing about what i don't like about new york is that i can't drive and i fucking love driving yeah, you can you'll just lose your mind that <laughs> that's what i'm saying like when i was going down like pacific coast highway this past weekend bro it most beautiful and fun drive I've ever had. Like it was like cliffside, like roads and like going like winding and winding. And like my friend Katrina, oh my god, God bless her. She had to deal with my driving. I'm so sorry. She was probably getting motion sickness. But I was like in my car, like yo, this is so much fun. And like you go up the mountain and then you go like back and you go like take a dip down to where the beach is. And like oh my god, the beach is like they're not like touristy beaches. Like they're just like small like parts of sand like that just happen to hit the water. And it's like it's so nice and so beautiful. If any of you live in California and you have a car and you want to go for a drive this summer, please, and you haven't gone down PCH, please go down Highway One. It's like so worth a drive. I know it's like nine to ten hours, but like oh my Jesus, dude, it was so beautiful. But yeah. I remember doing a Highway One drive. Uh, me and my um, me and some friends were going down to LA. Yeah. But the problem is. We left too late. So we were literally going on Highway 1 at 12 a.m. in the morning at midnight, and we couldn't uh, see you shit. You can't see shit. You got so, to like, we, we, we fell in the trap. I was like, is this going to be beautiful? It's like, oh, no, why is the sun going down? Shit. So <laughs> what happened was we ended up getting into L.A. around 3 a.m., oh, and we were like, oh, God, is anyone able to take us in? I do not want to do car camping. Oh, and we were able yeah. to find this, like, nice little hotel um and it was it was a miracle like yeah. that was the biggest miracle i've seen you i should i would definitely recommend if for those of you listening that are interested um take a few days to go down i wouldn't go down immediately unless you're like you know you know in a rush or something but like actually uh my best friend is like looking to like come visit me sometime when we're trying to do a road trip again like the or like down pch because there were so many things that i missed mind you i took three days to drive down that thing and this time i want to take five because there's like a gajillion state parks and hiking trails and Look waterfalls. this guy in his free time this guy is three-day weekends <laughs> well oh well, I'm sorry that I got laid off and I'm still waiting for like my job to like for these startups to hit me back up about projects. Why don't you just apply for a job at Quickly's if you miss it so much? I don't. What? Any <laughs> Quickly's close? The, no, uh, the Quickly's across not. my house is open. Fuck, man, I'm not. I don't know, man. After like the past like year or so, I just can't go back to retail. I know that sounds very elitist, but I really don't want to go back to retail. Crazy. That was a sign of affection from our. He just wanted to see you serve him at Quickly's. He misses you, man. <laughs> We'll go. We'll we'll hang out. We'll hang out sometime. I'll right, see you next right? week. I'll see you next week. <laughs> next week, I right, bet. <laughs> yeah, you better because I fucking paid for your room. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fine, fine, fine. What you know? Okay, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna go to a local black-owned business, right? Because we're gonna support our black brothers and sisters in, in the Bay Area. And I'll treat you out to food. There's actually a place called Frisco Fried. Um, I I don't know where they are, but I saw them like. There was like this this fucking spreadsheet somebody made of like all black owned businesses in the Bay from literally like Oakland to San Jose. I was like, holy shit, that's awesome. And um, I look at their menu and they have like the, like soul food. Like they got like fried chicken, mac and cheese. And oh my god, it did look so good. So we'll go there. Yeah, sure. put your money where your mouth is. 
and eat that fried chicken. <laughs> Anyone? Up. I don't know why I did that. Hey, nobody, cl- nobody clip that, please. Uh, I, I was looking away, fortunately. So <laughs> lit, lit, lit. <laughs> Gordon says, "Fun employment gang unite." True. Sorry, Dude, honestly, I, for the for our what? audience, I'm so sorry. By the way, for our audience, we have not been reading the chat tonight. I am so uh, so sorry. Dude, the chat chat's popping off, man. Yeah, <laughs> Gordon says, "Bro, forget quickly go to Feng Cha." Actually, Feng Cha in Berkeley is like my favorite spot to get like the the dirty boba, like the black sugar shit. That should be banging, bro. I can't. I can't go to boba. I mean, I can't go to Berkeley. Really? Yeah, I just can't. No, nah, there's a story to that. Why can't yeah, you go to Berkeley? Story. I'll I'll tell you. I'll tell you on Saturday. <laughs> Next you, know, you know what we should do? We should have like a special episode on Wednesday and just call it Wine Down Wednesdays. And where we just. How about Wine Wednesdays? We just drink a b- bottle of wine with our episode. That, that's what I was just saying. So <laughs> yeah. not Wine Down, but like Wine Down, like W I N E, not W I N E. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Because like in, in Orlando, that was like an every, it's like a weekly thing in Orlando, uh, Wine Down Wednesdays, where like you, you like pay like 15 bucks for unlimited wine and they also have snacks for you. Shit was banging. Oh my I'm ready God. to slap the bag for the first time in my life. Guys. You've never slapped, bruh. Like, have you? Wait, have, what I does that even... mean? Oh so a, my God. So there's have this you guys wine. Have been a tailgate before? Okay. No. Holy shit. Oh, you've never been a tilt, bruh. Did you go to college? Holy shit. I did. We didn't have frats in my college. Hey, <laughs> we didn't have frats. Uh, you get anyone can tailgate. Right. I went to school in Manhattan. We don't have tailgates there, bro. Come on. Uh, I went you have to school a city. in Manhattan. No, I'm in all all we did was get in cramped apartments and like do karaoke <laughs> and drink beer. And that's lit too. Literally, like I actually hate beer. Beer like the only time that I drink beer is at tailgates. But yeah, so basically, slap the bag is like, it's from my experience, it's like this bag filled with like a mixed drink. It, it tastes straight like Kool Aid, honestly, and it's got like a like a big like swirly straw. And basically, what you like, someone holds the bag for you, and like what you do is you you take turns like getting the straw. You slap the bag. I don't know why you slap the bag, but like you like drink as much as you can, like chug as much as you can, and then the next person goes, and it's like a big bag. And the next person goes, you slap the bag. I honestly don't know why. You slap so, the so, bag. If someone so in the comments can tell me why, but like. So, so takeaway is Franzia, if you're hearing us right now, Breezy's still looking for a sponsorship. Oh my Let's god, go. Gordon said King's Cup. Oh, I just Yo! broke my mouth. I just like gagged. King's oh my god. My shit. <laughs> uh, can you... we're, not, we're not playing. We're, we're not doing that next week, by the way. Fuck you. Oh yeah. Oh, by the way, Ari's birthday is next week, guys. <laughs> oh, shit. Let's go. Yeah, wait. It's a your your thing. You're you're having like a like it's not um, on Friday, right? Uh, it's on a Saturday. Well, when is your like? Is that your actual birthday? That's my actual actually? birthday. Okay, so so next week's episode is gonna be you know what, whatever topic a drunk episode, a drinking episode. We could do a drinking episode, a drinking gang episode, a freaky Friday for Ari's birthday. Ooh. Oh my god, yes. We'll, we'll do an episode where that I just like a really pregame well. for the. <laughs> Oh, you know, I mean, I'm you know how I've been staying entertained. I've been just like modding this like Bay Area dating group, and <laughs> dude, yeah, like, it's been a shit show, dude. Dude, okay, I'm gonna be real, man. Reading like insult comments is just so much fun. Just... <laughs> define insult comments. Define define insult. All right, uh, I'm gonna try and fun. do my best insult impression here. Oh no. Um. Let's see. Okay. And this better not get taken out of context. I'm be hella pissed. <laughs> right. Quote unquote. It's gonna be Uh-oh. like, I, I, uh, I refuse to sleep with women who aren't virgins because they're unpure and dirty. <laughs> and I am. And the reason why I don't have dates or or premarital sex is so I can keep myself clean and pure because I'm a pure 
atheist man. Wow. I don't know shit like I that. I have no words. Nah, I'm but, pretty sure like, I just butchered but, that. But can you like tell? <laughs> can you tell if people are like being dead ass serious though, or like? Oh yeah. Really? Dude. Dude, okay. Shit. Okay. I'm being dude. Okay. There was a there's this dude and he was like, yeah, you know, uh, historically like, just facts scientifically proven. You know, <laughs> liberals disrespect women more than conservative people. And like. That, wait 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 shit. pause that's some insult <laughs> shit man big pause wait, actually i don't even know if i want to ask you to repeat that and to be honest that that was a hot take <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna repeat it okay <laughs> right. yo you wow your voice sounds so much better when you're early on the mac okay Morgan, for your last liberals disrespect women more than conservatives and that is a scientific fact wow and like i'm not making this up Wow. I mean, that's a comment I read. I, 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 I'm not saying that. I'm yeah, saying that, that those aren't. If you're just now tuning in, that Ari wasn't saying that. He was reading a comment. Dude, someone, someone's gonna. Oh Jesus! <laughs> I, I someone, like how you have to this, this, this is exactly how this show's gonna get canceled. I, I bet you. Like, we're, <laughs> we're gonna say like some shit like like out of context, and we're just gonna like end up on Reddit and Twitter, and someone's gonna be like, "Oh, yo, there's this podcast." Oh God. Crazy. I'm sorry if your show gets canceled because it was probably because of me. So <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I've always told people that like I've I'm a very goofy person at heart in general. You know what I mean? That like I wouldn't. Well, actually, I'm gonna knock on wood. I'm not gonna say it. Never mind. <laughs> I am not about to manifest that idea. Just know, just know that I'm a very goofy person who like very often does not give a shit. So, <laughs> so it's kind of like. Ah! I'm gonna say like very questionable things sometimes, but I'm just I'm just hoping that no one takes what we say out of context, like easily you know what i mean i don't know never mind i don't know where i'm going with that but that comment was fucking ridiculous <laughs> honestly like that that group page that whole like uh dating group page is such a shit show like and half the posts on there aren't even about dating anymore hey i'm trying my best okay i'm doing my best oh no <laughs> that wasn't me trying to shit on you as an admin i'm sorry or, or a moderator or whatever but it's yeah, just how hard it is when like half the people aren't even from the bay area and they're like from singapore trying to advertise their own page it's fucking yeah. hard, man. Oh, is that yeah. is that that guy who was so pissed at subtle Asian dating page because no, that that guy's a loser, dude. That guy's <laughs> a loser. Okay, so... Who the fuck, dude? Imagine <laughs> imagine being so insecure, you don't even put your full name on Facebook, like, and you're hiding behind right, some right, whack right. ass profile Woo! picture. All right, let's start from the beginning. So there's this dude who posted, uh, who made a post about how everyone on subtle Asian dating is a cloud chaser. They're just trying to get Instagram followers or whatnot especially like the pretty women or whatever. Yeah. And then he decides to start his own Facebook page uh, called Subtle Asian Dating. Because he got banned. For, for <laughs> he got banned from Sad. Because uh, he got banned from Subtle Asian Dating himself. I why? I don't know the whole story. But imagine the trying to like, so, take something <laughs> you hate and then just recreating them the same name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. He recreated the same exact name. I'm like, that That makes no sense. You know what? Next up, we should just like, dedicate a whole episode on just subtle Asian traits and subtle Asian dating tea. Oh, my God. Like, let's take this away from all this, like, for just for one or two episodes. Let's take this away from current events and just talk about fucking the subtle Asian world and why it's stupid. And, and then, like, you might oh, actually get some views now. We actually might. We actually might. <laughs> yeah. Some of, we, some we of them are going to tune in and they're going to be like, sell, oh, shit. Sell out. What is sellout? We have never gotten a single piece of compensation from the show ever, and if uh, we never do, that's completely okay. Money's not the issue here. We're not, you know, I'm broke. We're all, well, they're not, but I'm broke as fuck. <laughs> but like the thing is, I, I'm not trying to like 
chase after like the bag for this show maybe one day but like right now i just want to talk man so that's all good i think we'll do that next episode though for your birthday we'll get drunk and we'll just like pick out a few you know what we should do we should put on the overlay like like a screen overlay where you can see my screen we're just gonna scroll through like sad and and like saba and sat and just start like fucking hammering but like what if we (laughs) slid into auctions as a group like like one episode we just slide into people's dms <laughs> i'm not doing that <laughs> the entire episode i'm oh not doing and we'll, that. Uh, we'll, t- we'll take dm suggestions from the comments i am a wholesome Bet. man <laughs> my I'm a ass bro man. i'm a wholesome single man <laughs> wholesome single man shout out to the ladies out there <laughs> just kidding <laughs> just kidding <laughs> i heart i heart <laughs> do you guys even get do you guys ever get dm'd like ever just just mm, yes sort sort of Tony, shut up! You're hot. <laughs> I got, I got, I got DM'd like a couple, couple weeks ago. Wow, wow! I feel very. How'd you feel? Hey, hey, it's you know all. What? Okay, you know fault. what? Okay, it's but, all, you know but what? it's, but it's Wait. all Freezy's fault. Oh, it's all man, Freezy's fault. Man, she's in the chat too. Let's okay. not talk about hey, that. Hey, she, no, she's she logged out. She's not in the chat. She's not watching. <laughs> she was. She was in the chat earlier. Uh, she's gone, dude. She's probably playing TFT right now. That maybe. Hey, yo, Odding, if you're in the chat. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding, just kidding, just kidding. Actually, so so I haven't gotten DM. Well, people have been responding to my stories, but I haven't really gotten like a DM like that. But quick secret, I actually was on a blind dating show that actually just wrapped up a few weeks ago, oh. and it's going to be airing online within the next month or so. I'm not Did gonna, you win? Sort of. Well, <laughs> you don't really win, but you do get a okay. So basically, the premise is like ten guys, ten girls. And, like, the first round, it's, like, 15 minutes of speed dating. And then from that, you have to narrow it down to a top five. And then from the top five, you narrow it down to a top three. And then, like, a number one. And then for when you narrow it down to a number one, you know, hopefully your number one is also, like, you're their number one. And if you get a match, like, and then it's a blind dating show. So on Zoom, you have to turn off your webcam. But if you meet a match, then you both get to reveal yourself to your match, like, on that date. And thankfully, I actually got a match. And she's actually fucking great. Uh, I'm not gonna spell her name on here or anything, but like, but she lives like all the way in Toronto, so like, we're so not when are you guys get married? <laughs> all right, let's chill out. <laughs> <laughs> she, no, she, she's sweet. Um, but like, you know, I, I'm, we're still just kind of like getting to know each other. I mean, like, you really can't get to know each other like off a blind dating show like super quick, right? But it was cool though. Like, that's kind of how I've been spending like my lonely ass quarantine. Uh, <laughs> Yo, Freeza, um, you know what you gotta do to, uh, you know, get the girl? You gotta yeah. sh- show her. Your RGB keyboard, man. And if you don't have one, get one. And your dual monitor setup? Go to Chick's Big Nuts, man. Nut. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but she's cool, though. I don't know if she's watching this, actually, but she's probably getting. Nah, no, she's good. But anyway, I don't. Why are we talking about this? We're not talking about this. <laughs> More details to come soon. But actually, one last quick plug before we do wrap up. Um, as you can see, I am wearing my fraternity uh, sweater. And that is because tomorrow I'm actually helping um, the Florida chapters of my fraternity um, host a Zoom or a seminar through Zoom, um, basically talking about uh, systemic oppression and just kind of like the current about like what's been going on with like Black Lives Matter and like the civil rights movement and whatnot. And basically, what we're doing there is um, we're going to be covering the history of the civil rights movement. Um, the modern day current events as, as it's unfolding right now and also like action steps of like how you can help as an ally or just as a civilian in general. So I implore you guys to come out. Um, obviously, you can either, you know, join the Zoom call with us or it'll be live streamed very similarly to how um, Fresh of the Bay is being live streamed right now um, onto the Facebook event page. 
um i don't have the event page pulled up and i probably should have pulled it up so i can like pin it on the bay but that's okay but anyway if you have if you want any more details honestly just like dm me on instagram or facebook i'll be sure to like like slide in those dms slide in my honestly this is just a whole ploy for me to get more dms ah <laughs> playing a long con right here exactly long long con. Um, freezy started this entire podcast just so he could get a girlfriend <laughs> nah me honestly me and my mom had to talk about it last night and i was like you know what mom yeah i was like you know because like, she she got married when she was my age she got married at 22 and i was oh, like wow. i didn't know that i was she like said, oh, shit. she said she said you undesirable <laughs> honestly honestly with this teeth and this mouth probably dude just join (laughs) subtle indonesian dating there you go (laughs) sid yeah exactly it's not about the teeth and the mouth that's what you do with them but yeah but it's cool i'm honestly oh my god hey man we need a we need a a rated r episode yeah (laughs) honestly (laughs) i have like dreams and aspirations to live up to and i feel like i don't know if a marriage would help so i'm not really looking to get married anytime soon but if it happens it happens but i'm probably like what that mouth do though that's what it fucking does. Oh, we we, we need to cut this episode right now. This was a but we shouldn't have done this episode. We shouldn't have we, done. Yeah, this is a bad idea. Done horrible idea. <laughs> we have been uh, blessed. Most Mo in the chat says idea for next podcast. DM people and take comments from audience on topic on what to say. Yo, actually, yeah, we could. But then, like the the, the bad thing about that is that you know, what if they take forever to respond? You feel me? I think what might be better if we just make a post and ask people to give us topics. <laughs> we could do that. Yeah. But I also want to go through like shitty posts. We'll do one or the other. We'll make see. it the people's episode. We'll make it a people's episode. You know what? It's, it's your birthday. So we'll do whatever you want, Ari. There you go. How's that sound? <laughs> <laughs> we'll make it an Ari episode. Ari is oh so God. ready for this. Oh, no. Gordon, Look said, at his face. Oh, no. Gordon said, yo, I heard you good with them soft lips. Yeah, you should go with the mouth. <laughs> what song is that? I don't know. You sound like a rapper, dude. So, yeah, no, it, yeah. it was a song. It was an actual song. I don't know. We're not going to talk about it. <laughs> move on to another person. Oh, okay. So move on to another person if like that person doesn't respond. So let's keep like hammering different D- like girls with DMs. Holy shit. Honestly, can we just take over your account, Ari, and just like start like? <laughs> wait, 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 wait! Why are we using my account? Because it's your, it's your birthday, birthday dude. dog. It's your birthday. Wait, so we have so we have to DM people through my account. Why not, dude? I'd rather just tag my harem in one single meme. <laughs> I'd rather just tag all of them in one meme and have them like just. Yo, yes, you know Gordon Mo is right. It is Jake, and Mo said. <laughs> Mo said square root of 69 is 8 something, right? <laughs> square root of, wait, what? Square root, Sorry, of, 69, square root of 69 is 8 something. That's quick math right there. Because I'm trying to That's figure really out. That's really quick math. Uh, say my name, say my name. Wear it out. We need to, we need to stop this <laughs> Yo, episode. We've gone, we've gone too far. Quarantine has it's been, degraded it's the making, quality of this podcast. It's been making This me, is the director's cut, guys. The, the director's oh my, cut? I don't, I don't know about all that, man. <sighs> uh, you... we're ti- we're, this is the we're tired of this, of this podcast <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness anyway so let's just wrap it up here dude how do we still have viewers how is how are we, still might, we actually this? like i mean we we dipped recently but we actually like peaked for a second at like 18 i was like what the fuck 
This but anyway, for those of you who are still on this podcast, on this stream, and in the chat, aka yeah. Gordon Mo, thank you guys so much for coming out. Be sure to stay tuned um, for our next episode of Fresh Out the Bay. We're actually trying our best to be regular now that you know I'm not being a bitch and like traveling and you know <laughs> whatnot. But thank you so much for tuning in for coming out, and thank you to all you beautiful faces that came out tonight. Um, I know we got really, really off topic, but whatever. <laughs> Have a happy and great Juneteenth. Please don't forget to support your black business if you can. And as always, wash your hands and wear your face masks, please, for the love of God and all that is good. And we'll good, see you goodbye, guys everyone. next week. Goodbye. Peace. Wait, where's the button? Fuck, where's the button? Where's the button? Fuck, there it is.